You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to the podcast, another episode. Today, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, I knew I wanted to prep some podcasts. Sometimes I don't always know exactly what they're going to be until maybe I'm having conversations with people that I'm working with. I'm getting questions in my membership or I'm constantly like getting DMs about similar things. And I'm like, all right, let's just really dive into this and dive into the knowledge. And then today, uh, Nick was golfing because he does golf league on Tuesdays. And I took Tal out for a walk because that's what we do after dinner. We go out for a nighttime walk. And I mean, it's not nighttime. I was like six o'clock, not even (laughs) because we eat dinner early, but, um, on our walk, a dog had come out at us and it was like, definitely, I mean, everything was fine. I mean, Tala was being a very good girl. She wasn't reacting. She was more protecting. And like, I don't think the dog wanted a piece of her because I think it was more just, it was just a, a scarier thing than anything else. Like, thank God nobody was hurt. Everything was fine. Like, no issues, but I really was paying attention to how my body felt. And in the moment I was like, oh my God, like I just was like doing anything. Like I was just so in the moment. I felt like things were moving at slow motion, sympathetic mode. Then kind of after my heart was pounding, I almost got like emotional. Like maybe that was dramatic. Like everybody was fine. The dogs were fine. Like it was not a problem, but it definitely got me thinking. I'm like, wow, like that was a very heightened, you know, sympathetic moment of sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, running from that tiger and coming down off that. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, intense. But then I also got to think how many people are running from the tiger all the time or constantly, or they're just jogging from the tiger. Russ just stepped on my keyboard. If you can hear the little keyboard clicking. Um, because I'm actually in the sauna recording this right now, so I don't know how hot it's going to get. Um, but we're going to get through what we can. But anyways, my point, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, we're over, what are we, 150 episodes in. I mean, I don't know if you can hear him, but he's literally licking my sweat. Stop. Don't lick my toxins. Stop it. You know, we're 150 episodes into this. I feel like I've talked about so many things. I never want to be a broken record for you guys. I always want this to be a place where you can come and feel like you've walked away thinking that, okay, I learned something new today. I was entertained in some shape or form. Like you got value out of it, whether that's entertainment or learning something or being able to go out and implement something or learn a new tool. I I always want people to get value. And I, I feel like when I'm talking about a lot of things, I never want to feel like a broken record, even though there might be new people always coming and learning. And I know we're all at a new stage. Moral of the story. (laughs) Um, I really want to talk about nervous system support today because my point to kind of that whole little rambling, if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, you hopefully now understand the importance of how your nervous system can affect everything else. Your nervous system affects your hormones. Your nervous system affects your gut health and digestion. So pretty much all the things that I just went outside to do because I, my outside walks or my out after dinner walks help support digestion. It 
helps me relieve stress. It kind of helps me unwind from the day. So it kind of did none of those things um, because it, it definitely had a little bit different of an effect. Um, but it just goes to show how much the nervous system is is tied into things. I think about we can tie this to hormonal. Think about I, I, I've seen this even just so much this week. And when I'm recording this, it's Tuesday. So I've been seeing patients for two days. I've been seeing so many different cases this week of people's cortisol and adrenals impacting their sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, progesterone. A lot of times it can tank all of them. Sometimes it just tanks progesterone and testosterone. I mean, there's not a clear cut pattern that we always see, but we know that the nervous system heavily impacts hormones and whether that leads to low thyroid or PCOS or endometriosis or infertility. I mean, whatever the diagnosis is you want to throw, I mean, the nervous system is a huge root cause piece because that's what we talk about and what we focus on here. We talk about root cause. I never want people to feel like they identify or they are their diagnosis. I mean, sometimes those things are helpful because they can help us dive into the root cause a little bit more, but I digress. We see how it impacts digestion. I mean, when we are stressed, we don't digest as well. I hear people tell me this all the time. On the weekends, you know, I have regular bowel movements. I feel less bloated. I feel like I'm digesting my food. But during the week when I'm go, 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 and I don't give myself time in the morning or I'm not sitting down, you know, to relax, I feel stressed. So it's kind of like recognizing a lot of these things. And it's not just the fact of digestion. Obviously, sympathetic can impact inflammation and how much we're actually able to digest and utilize from our food and how efficiently we can move digestion, obviously through the bowel. So constipation is a huge thing. So, I mean, it's just so important. I mean, nervous system support is, is, is so important. Energy levels, stress, uh, I mean, everything. And so what I really want to focus on today is, okay, let's get off that hamster wheel constantly running from the tiger. And if you don't think that's you try some of these practices and see if you feel a difference anyways. So Um, I really just want to kind of talk about some self-regulating things that I do for my nervous system, things that I'm always recommending to people. Nervous system support is pretty much always a part of a protocol because it sounds, I don't know, I don't think it's silly. I think it's essential, but it's not something that obviously we would typically hear if you went to Western practice. Let's talk about different types of breathing and let's, you know, talk about your nervous system support. Obviously, you know, being in a chiropractic, I see how the nervous system affects everything else. I mean, your nervous system is literally connected to every single part of your body. So um, a huge part of the nervous system and that I've talked about a lot is the vagus nerve, which is, I feel again, I feel like I've said this a million times. If you've been here through all the episodes, hopefully this is a good reminder for you but it's cranial nerve 10. So it's a nerve that goes from the back of your head all the way and innervates different muscles and organs. Um, One of the most important is your diaphragm and your intestines. So just going to show how impacting that nerve can really help support digestion and support gut motility and reduce bloating and all those types of things. Well, we can stimulate our vagus nerve through a lot of different things. So for me, when after kind of like that dog attack happened, I really like to focus on my breath because that's one of the easiest things that we can do wherever we are. When I'm on a plane and I feel like I'm going to throw up because I have horrible motion sickness and I think I get in my head, I focus on my breathing. Or if I get out of a really stressful situation, I focus on my breathing. If I am in traffic and I hate traffic and all that thing, I just I focus on my, like, you always have your breath. Your breath is always a tool. I mean, there's other tools that we can talk about. You know, there's essential oils that you can use and tapping and all these different things. But like when I've got my dog who is a hundred pounds and is a 
wolf in one hand and I'm not, and I don't want to be, I want access to her and not have to worry about tapping on different places in my body. Like the breath is just simple. I'm very going off on tangents today and I apologize. I am recording this later in the evening. So AK, it's like almost, what time is it? Oh, it's almost seven o'clock. This is late for me. My brain starts shutting down at like six and I go into little nighttime mode. So you get to enjoy little Haley with her zoomies. Um, so the breath is a really important tool and we can use the breath in a lot of different ways. So for me, I really just like taking big, deep breaths. So all the way through my belly. So I'm kind of doing one right now, like really focusing on filling up my abdomen with air, diaphragmatic breathing. Then when I'm at the top of that breath, I take like one more sip. So, and then exhale. And you always want the exhales to be a little bit longer than the inhales, because that's really what can move into that parasympathetic mode. So take a deep, take a real nice, slow, deep breath through the belly. Good. And then when you're at that top, you just take one extra gulp of air, one extra sip of air. And then when you're done, slowly let it out. And you want, again, that exhale to be longer than the inhale if you can. Do that. I'd say I usually do that like two to three times. And then I just resume regular breathing, but conscious breathing. So I'm really focusing on, okay, I'm taking breaths through my belly. Am I feeling it more in my belly or my chest? Usually when we're chest breathing, we are a little bit more sympathetic. Sometimes we're not tapping into that parasympathetic as much if we're more through our chest than our belly. So I really focus on that. Sometimes I'll focus on where I'm feeling the breath. If I have the ability to like be able to close my eyes and just listen to my surroundings, I'll do that. Obviously I'm not doing that in a car. I'm not doing that when I'm out on a walk. Um, you know, this, the, I, I need to be awake for those things. I mean, I guess if I'm in the woods and I'm by myself, I could do that, but um, the breath is honestly one of the biggest tools that we can use to be able to self-regulate. And so you can do that whenever and wherever. If you find that you catch yourself in, you know, stressful or sympathetic states frequently throughout the day, who's to say that you can't do that every hour? You know, just kind of check in with yourself. You can set a reminder on your phone to just kind of take a deep breath. You can, you know, just just check in with yourself. I really enjoy meditation. I think a lot of people get frustrated or maybe intimidated because they feel like their mind wanders, but that's literally the whole point of meditating is it's not meant to be perfect. You don't go and work out and all of a sudden just start bench pressing your body weight or pulling up, doing a pull up if you've never done one before or cleaning and jerking. If you've never done it before, you don't, you don't just go and do those things. So I see meditation as every time my mind wanders and I bring it back to something like the breath, or if I'm doing something where I'm listening to noise and or audio, like I'll bring it back to that. You kind of always have like a focal point. And, um, I really, really enjoy getting better at that. And I feel like that's very grounding to me. And there's different types of meditations. I really like using the Calm app. It's amazing. The subscription is so worth it in my opinion, but there's tons of free meditations on YouTube and Spotify and probably even Apple Music. I mean, there's so many different things, but essentially meditation is just really being focused and present with your breath. So when your mind wanders, if you think about something that you have to do, you know, just literally bring it right back to your breath. Um, That's like one rep, right? Um, Sometimes I like counting my breath. So 
in and out and then I count one and then I try to get to 10 and then I'll start the process over again. Um, There's so many different cool little tricks that I've learned throughout this practice of meditating, but I really do feel like it grounds me and in stressful situations, I feel like it makes me so much more resilient, which leads me to some other mechanisms that we can use. I mean, there's other forms of breathing. There's Wim Hof, which I've never really tried. Um, There's different forms of like box breathing, like holding and releasing your breath, um, which I'm hoping to get a breathwork expert on the podcast because I think that would be really cool. But I think this is a really good place to start, especially if this is a gentle reminder for you, maybe to get back into this practice or literally just teaching you how to be able to utilize your breath at certain times during your day when you feel like you need to decrease stress, self-regulate a little bit. I mean, we definitely have options. Um, Other therapies and stuff that I'll use when I have a little bit more time, I really like turning on um, frequency music. So 432 Hertz music is very grounding. Um, I listen to it on Spotify. I usually play it in the office a lot, but different frequencies and music can have a really cool impact on our body and even our cells, like at our cellular level, when they are studying this stuff under a microscope, like your cells are responding differently to these things, similar to like when you ground versus like when you're attached to devices, you know, your body has just a a physiologic difference between the two. So I think that's really cool. And so I love just like, I'll put some of that stuff on, um, like I'm going to go do a cold plunge after this. And that's also a great tool is cold exposure and any sort Um, What I was going to tie to before is I feel like meditation has made me so much better of a breather when I get into a cold tub. And um, it was really cool to see everybody at the retreat a few weekends ago get into the cold tub. And you could tell the people who practice breath work because you can see them self-regulate quite quickly um, versus people who maybe you know, we all need, it's, it's a practice. Some people, I need to practice more too. Um, but because it's something that really kind of forces you out of your comfort zone, it's, it's when you have those tools, it it makes you self-regulate in other aspects, which is really cool. Um, but cold exposure is a whole nother way to kind of reset your nervous system because it does in the moment slightly increase adrenaline. Um, there's actually some research that shows that it's, it's not going to like outright increase your cortisol levels to a point where, it's, uh, it becomes unhealthy. It's like a very, it, it's more neurotransmitter focused plus of the dopamine boost that you get. It's, I find that it's very calming. I get in there. Yes. The initial boost is kind of like, Ooh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm all amped up, but afterwards I feel incredibly relaxed. I feel very like a relaxed productive. So I have no problem doing it at nighttime because if I, I really do feel like it grounds me, I have no problem sleeping. I think it actually helps me because it lowers my core body temp, which is great, which is another way like sleep regeneration, all of those things, but you don't have to do a cold plunge. You can do, um, just even splash your face with cold water or dip your face in a little, uh, like a little bowl of water that's a great nervous system reset. That's so, that's, anybody could do that. You could do a cold shower, just even rinsing with cold. Like all of that stuff is just kind of like a little reset where you get this little boost of adrenaline, but then your body is able to kind of self-regulate with breath and be able to come down. Our breath is so powerful. If we only knew how to use it more efficiently, we could really help regulate out of a lot of different situations. And I'm not saying, you know, the breath takes the place of XYZ medication and the breath heals all. Um, some people will say that, and I probably 
maybe even wouldn't disagree that it really is a strong starting point, especially when you can utilize it appropriately. And again, in this episode, we haven't even tapped into the different modalities. There's a million of them and I'm still learning them. Uh, I think actually Nick has a book on Wim Hof that I think I'm going to start that one next. But because I'm always interested in learning about this stuff. But today's event just kind of prompted me to talk a little bit about, okay, I was a little bit running from the tiger. I was a little bit amped up what am I doing to self-regulate to get my body to come down? Because I want to have a good night's sleep. I want to get up, crush a workout tomorrow, have a full day, uh, in, in virtual clinic and, you know, be productive. And sometimes I feel like when I'm in stressful situations, we can let that linger and we can let that prevent us from doing whatever we want to do, whether that's being productive. Um, it could be a distraction in some sense. Maybe it can keep us up. Like think about how many times maybe you lay in bed and you think about something that's happened during the day and it almost gets you like reamped up again. Or sometimes I think about this. I have sometimes intrusive thoughts about, I feel like this probably stemmed from like my mom's cancer and stuff where I, you know, you, your mind just always goes to the worst, but like I feel like sometimes I can think of like, oh, we're traveling here or we're doing this or, oh my God, what if this happened when I'm here with Tala? And like, these things haven't even happened yet. It's not all the time, um, but maybe people can relate to me. Hopefully I don't sound like a crazy person, but I do have, we all have, I'm sure thoughts like those. And so you have those things at night or you have a situation like maybe I had today or something that really kind of heightens your emotions a lot. And then you, your wheels just get going and then it's really hard to come down. And so, um, I'm going to meditate after this. I'm going to do a meditation. I'm going to go in the cold tub. I'm going to listen to some 432 Hertz. I'm just going to like really Zen it out. And I feel like that's, that really works for me and it's super cheap, easy, and effective. I just have to be mindful about practicing it, but these are the practices that work for me. And you know, if they, if they don't work for you as maybe well as they work for other people, that's okay. There's so many avenues to this type of work and self-regulation and nervous system support that, um, there's something absolutely, I believe out there for everybody. And I will continue learning so that I can continue sharing with you. But, um, this was just kind of your reminder to breathe today, really work on your vagus nerve and by really wor- working on that diaphragm, belly breathing is the best way, in my opinion, that you can do that. Cold exposure also is great for your vagus nerve. Um, so maybe take those little tasks. I've had a previous podcast on vagus nerve stuff before, so definitely check those out if you haven't. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope this was helpful for you. Feel free to share it with someone who could use the knowledge. Uh, feel free to tag me if you share it on social media. I love reposting it. Leave a review if you haven't already, and I will see you on next week's episode.